Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What is um, what is with people wearing a mask in their car by themselves? Can someone explain that to me? I drove by at least four cars today <laughs> that they're wearing their mask in the car. Now, is there is there someone in the back seat that I can't see? Well, what is with that? Can you explain that to me, anyone? Rick? Yeah, I think they're trying to avoid uh, autoimmune disease. That's what I okay, think. Rick Delgado, what's your uh, what's your what's your choice? Uh, I'm going to say that they have been thoroughly uh, covered in fear porn and are afraid that the, the, the uh, that the coronavirus is going to sneak through the vent and attack them. <laughs> I saw four cars today. I swear on the, my way to do the show that are all wearing a mask, and I'm looking as they go by, and I'm trying to look if there's something I'm missing. I don't know. I don't get it. No. I don't get the car. I don't get the mask in the car by yourself. Yeah. Or I've seen this too, because I just end up staring at them at the light. When I'm stuck, stuck at a light, I look over. There's two people in a car. One person's wearing a mask. The other person isn't. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stare at them waiting to see if they're going to look at me, but they, they never look. Yeah. Uh, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night, ending the week here. It's been a great week on Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. Ready for the weekend here. Another day in Joe Biden's monarchy. And uh, we'll <laughs> see what the weekend brings. We'll, we're probably 40, 45 executive orders. We'll see if we can push that 50 number. Uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend, although I would think Joe probably needs to rest. He's had a little bit of a rough week. Jen Psaki's had a little bit of a piece, Jen P. Psaki, P is silent, uh, rough week um, with the numbers and the executive orders and the getting things straight and the pen and the, the jacket pocket. pocket. Yeah, that didn't work out too good. <laughs> he's got to make sure he's got pants on. Wait till, <laughs> shoes, glasses. Yeah, wait till you see today. Um, Jen P. Psaki, the P is silent, in the briefing room, she actually got called out. Well, you know how she says, I'll circle back with you? Well, so someone circled back. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, well, (laughs) gee, what would be the word here? To say it didn't go well is not really doing it justice. I mean, you cut this. You saw it. To say it Uh, didn't go well is not really enough, right? 
I gotta check my notes. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I said I would get back to you. On, uh, um, it's somewhere in. Here. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, but it, uh, we're doing a lot for COVID. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't go. It did not go well. Um, well, speaking of what G just said, we're doing a lot for COVID. Can anybody in the first eight days? Speaking of that, can anybody point to something? That, um, I mean, we heard Joe, but this is, I'm going to sack the virus and I'm going to attack the virus. And this is my, this was his big deal. So what in the first eight days here has um, this administration done that the previous administration hadn't already done and handed over to them? I mean, I know they want to play the, uh, well, we don't have, we didn't have any plan and all this nonsense, but we have a vaccine, multiple of them because of the previous administration. So what has this administration done? What what has Biden done here in eight days? What's been the big move? What's the big move? I I, I think I've got it. It was uh, he brought in a brand new guy to run everything, a Dr. Fauci. No, that's the same guy. Hmm. I mean, what have they done here? I don't know what they've done in eight days. Where's been the big like? What's been the big move? Attack this thing. What what's what is it? Uh-huh. She has no answers. He has no clue. She obviously is not getting briefed from people. She has literally no answers. I mean, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. One In one half, I just it's, it's painful to watch. <laughs> the other half of me hopes she does all four years right. because it's just pure gold comedy every day, and it allows us to do the show almost with no planning. It's just go cut the briefing up, and we can just do two hours on that because it's – so. but I don't know. I don't see anything happening. And is there a media outlet that, that that heard about the Andrew Cuomo story yesterday? Maybe one. Is there one? Is there one outlet that wants to report on it? Of course not. Have you heard one media outlet report on Letitia James coming out yesterday in the New York Times, shockingly, write this report on um, Andrew Cuomo? I'm going to say we covered it, right? Did I mean, we, we covered it. A couple others. Have you seen it on any mainstream TV network cover it? Has anybody asked any questions of Andrew Cuomo and how he gets away with this? What he's done in New York? Did the Washington Post write about it? Did any other of uh, newspapers or did MSNBC cover it? How about Morning Joe? It must have taken up a lot of his show this morning. Did it take it up? Has anyone heard from Joe Biden? Does he care what's going on in these states? I mean, he's in charge now. I, oh, I know it's only been eight. It's, we've only been here eight days. I mean, it's his, it's his guy, one party state up here in New York. Directive given from the governor. Has anyone asked? Um, well, you said someone asked Jen Psaki about it today, right? Okay, so let's, let's see this. This might be the first thing I've seen of someone actually <laughs> reporting on it. I haven't seen this yet. Let's hear this. The New York Attorney General released a report yesterday saying that the state had undercounted the number of COVID deaths by as much as 50% in nursing homes. Would President Biden support a federal investigation into what happened in Governor Andrew Cuomo's role? Oh. Uh, I've seen those reports. Um, I would say any investigation, I would point you to the Department of Justice. Oh, but shocker. Does the White House should be looked into further? Again, any investigation would be uh, led by the Department of Justice. We're in a new age. They're independent, and they will determine what path they take. Ah, yes. Forward. Uh, we're in a new age that I won't answer any of your damn questions. 
Of course, especially if I'm going to bury one of our guys who this president looked at that guy, the Emmy award-winning book-writing phony uh, for attorney general. He was seriously thinking about him for attorney general. Guy's got an Emmy. Guy's got a book deal. Guy's got a brother who's um, every night for an hour on, on, on CNN. He goes on there joking it up with the big uh, the thing. <laughs> you know, the thing. <laughs> and wh- where is everybody today on this guy? Where is everybody on, on this? Could you imagine just for a second? First of all, he's a dismissive, cocky. Um, uh, you see the clip I have of him today. He's asked about this. I mean, I've never seen someone so dismissive and arrogant and thinks that uh, he just is so far above and floats on, I don't know what. But um, where is Joe Biden on this? Where is everybody on this guy? This guy he looked at for attorney general, this guy's, Fauci says, well, New York. What a, what a uh, example that they set up there in New York. Really? Where's he today? Has anyone asked him if he wants to maybe follow up on that? About New York? Now think about, let's just say this was, oh, I don't know, Florida. They've got a lot of seniors that moved down there, right? That's what let's I've heard. Say, sure. Let's say this was Governor DeSantis. What do you think the coverage would be? Oh, huge. Wall what do you to think wall. the coverage oh, would be? Nonstop, 24-7. What do you think would be coming Let's. out of that press briefing room? Where do you think Joe Biden would be? Would we be hearing from him if this was DeSantis? He'd be in front of every mic today, be out there in the, in the Oval Office sitting there with Janet Yellen, the two of them with their oatmeal. Oh, he you think he would have said something about it? Of course he would have. They would have been hammering him. All over. But because it's Cuomo, nothing. Zero. They don't even acknowledge the story out there yesterday. I heard no one even acknowledge it. His decision, the horrendous decision that he put in writing to these people, that he had to put these people back in these homes, then he undercounts the death by 50%. You have people like Janice Dean, who's both... Uh, in-law parents died how many other families lost people in new york weren't able to say goodbye horrible conditions and it could have been avoided and that's the scary part because he's circling around going oh well you know it was a federal directive uh show us where show us what directive you're talking about andy andy which one where are the journalists? Where have they been? Oh, let's look. Did you see Cuomo? Wow, look at these press briefings he does. Oh, wow, he's fancy, the charts. He's such a leader. Where are they? Swooning over this guy for months. Months. And now this story? Crickets. Crickets. Nothing. Not a question. Where's the clip of him today, G? Do we have it? This is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable To me, this is unbelievable response. Roll it. A third of all deaths in this nation are from Mm. nursing homes. New York State, we're only about 28% only. But we're below the national average in number of deaths in nursing homes. But who cares? 33, 28, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. 
and he gets away with that. Yeah. No one questions him. No one writes about it. No one, uh, nothing. Is, is his brother going to have him on tonight? Of course not. Of course not. The day Fauci said, oh, what a great example. Was he on? Oh, yeah, they were yucking it up there that night. But he won't be on tonight. Don Lemon won't talk about it. Chris Cuomo won't talk about it. Jake Tapper won't talk about it. Rachel Maddow won't talk about it. Chris Hayes won't talk about it. None of them will talk about it. It's like this report doesn't exist. We talked about it. Some others maybe talked about it. Again, the, the, the Times wrote about it, shockingly. But no one has talked about the Times article other than us. I'm wondering if, uh, if we're going to see moves by Facebook and Twitter to censor the story. We, we've heard of them doing that before, you know, because it's, it's one of their guys. And where is Joe Biden? Where is Joe Biden? By the way, on, a, on a, just a more broader point, where is Joe Biden in eight days? How has he not been in the press briefing room yet, by the way, to take some questions? Where is he? We see him in there with Janet Yellen today with his notes because he can't. He literally cannot talk without notes in front of him. And she's got a prepared statement there, and that's fine. I mean, that's a whole nother story. But where is Joe Biden taking some questions about what the hell's going on here in the first eight days and where we're going? What's he doing? What's he focused on? Uh, Or are we just going to run the monarchy here for four years? Why has he not been in front of any, not that he's even going to get serious questions for crying out loud, but at least take some questions, nothing. But it doesn't matter because he's a Democrat and uh, they're all Democrats sitting in there and they're not going to press him. And if he doesn't come in, you're not going to see the media any, you know, where is this guy? Is he ever going to come in here? Or we're going to deal with this incompetent buffoon every day telling us basically nothing. They might as well do this once a week. She knows nothing. She absolutely knows nothing. She doesn't know what their, what their policies are, what their policies are not. Every day, it's the same thing. Like, how long does this go? And, it's, and this is acceptable. Nine days, 19 days, 90 days? What, what is it? How long is her runway here to, to either figure out what the hell she's doing or find someone else? Is it the first 100 days? I mean, she's totally incompetent. Totally. Live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Glad you're in. I sounded a little jacked up there in the first segment. <laughs> just <huh>? a little. <laughs> well, I mean, just, it's, I mean, come on. Well, you know what? You, you bring up a great point because. Um, well, I know I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up, goddamn. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just saying because he, here is somebody that we've had to endure. And being New Yorkers, we've endured it every single day to see these these press briefings come on where he just drones on and on. And, and he gets a, it's just a free pass. They just, here you go, sir. Whatever you say. Nobody questions him. Nobody says anything. He insults Fat people about cheesecake. Nobody says a word. I mean, he got it all wrong. 
all wrong when it came to the uh, when, when it came to the uh, the people in nursing homes. And, and again, nobody held them to account. And finally, you know, thanks to Janice Dean, I think I think she was a big part of that story because she is a, a pretty pretty big media figure here in the area, and, and of course throughout the country because she's on Fox. But losing two of her in-laws, and she stayed with it. She didn't just let it go. She was very vocal about it and even went up to Albany at one point uh, to speak. So she, she was really at the forefront of trying to get some type of notice because, believe me, I'm sure if, if she hadn't, maybe we don't hear much about this at all, you know? Well, I mean, all of that is true. And, and to further your point. I know, that's how, why I said it. How at this point, <laughs> how at this point could there be no repercussions how could there be no repercussions for this decision? Especially because it's in writing. It's in writing. He signed a, it, 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 he signed a document that this is his directive. I don't know what that means, by the way. I'm not looking, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know what t- uh, shape that takes. But how can there not be an investigation? There's some repercussion about a decision like this. When you're the guy in charge, you make the decisions. How can this just be let go? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm asking that as a serious question. Right. I don't know how there cannot be. Well, we, you know, we went through the story yesterday. Letitia James is now coming after him. She wants to do an investigation. Well, I don't know if she's coming after him. Wow. I mean, we'll see. But well, I mean, you know, it's just you see the problem with New York. You see the one party state, one party's one party rule, iron fisted, top down government, all the problems they have in, in, in New York, California. Illinois, you could point to any one of them. It's the same problems everywhere. They had these problems. New York's not the only place to put these COVID patients back into these long-term uh, n- nursing facilities. The Wolf in Pennsylvania was a disaster. Yep. Pritzker in Illinois, disaster. Uh, California, pretty boy there, disaster. More worried about doing his hair. I mean, going to dinner. You know, they don't even follow their own rules. Disaster. You could go through all of them. They're all the same problems. You know, you think you'd look at these states and go, yeah, that's not really working. Let's, let's, but you, you find the same problems, all these pensions, all the financial problems they have with the teacher, the retirement systems, the pension funds, they're all broke. They've got no money. Yeah. Minnesota, all of them, you, you can go down the line. You, you think, you, you look and go, yeah, you know, we don't really want to become California, but they don't. They're all like it. They're all California. And, and shockingly, the whole party wants the whole country to be California. Yeah, because they think, well, if we just do it right, even though it fails every time we try this type of setup, if we just do it right this time, everybody will be happy and, the, and, and we'll reach that utopian success. But you bring up a good point about the, uh, the unfunded pensions and the liabilities of all these states. This, is, this was a big reason why Pelosi was holding out for, for more money, you know, for, for, for the whole COVID bill, because she wanted those states covered. Not me, many, many people know this, but New York State was nine, what, nine uh, billion in the hole or something like that in January. I mean, I mean, Cuomo's a disaster when it comes to finances. He was running the state into the ground. So this is going to be, you know, if he can get the money from them, another 15, kind of offset his losses and kind of bring us up uh, back to zero, he's going to look good until you start going through the financial and be like, wait, you didn't exactly, you know, balance the books here, buddy. 
you got federal money. That's what he's counting on. That's what he's banking on. Because other than that, the state is broke. Here's what's amazing about New York, Illinois, Michigan, California, Minnesota, and I could probably think of a couple others. You can talk about everything we're talking about. You can look at all of the numbers. You can look at all of the just look at the whole state as a whole as compare it to Florida, compare it to Christy Nome, compare it to unemployment number. You can go through all of it. Make the case. If Cuomo ran for re-election tomorrow, he'd win in a landslide in New York. He'd win in a landslide. It's it's just that's that that's the sickest thing of all of it. If he ran tomorrow, he'd win re-election in a landslide. Be, be, uh, yeah, because he'd dominate in the big, uh, you know, urban areas. New York City, Albany, Buffalo, and that's about it. That's all he needs. He, he could probably win with de Blasio as his VP. <laughs> he probably could. He, they probably could run together. It's, <laughs> that's it's how just, crazy it is. I mean, it's just crazy. You, you just wonder. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's do some news right. uh, with Rick Delgado. Let's do some more news here. What else is going on? <laughs> well, of course, the uh, the big story that's still circulating, I don't know how much you want to dive into this. Well, with go ahead, ga- dive. With GameStop. But okay. here's something interesting because Robinhood garnered a lot of attention yesterday. Did you see my tweet to them this morning? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, not on, so, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm on I'm on, my, uh, I'm on Twitter this morning, and I see that I'm on there, and it says Robin Hood has decided this morning that they're not only still going to um, halt or, or restrict GameStop and the things they were restricting yesterday, but today they're going to restrict trading in other assets like cryptocurrency, silver, gold, so I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, so I tweeted um, to them, you know, I'm not really sure why you guys are in this business. Maybe you should think about opening a deli or something and going into that business so you don't have to worry about this every day. <laughs> you don't have to wake up and go, "What? Uh, you know, sure, do we really want to do this today? Why are you in the business of trading if you don't want to let anybody trade every day? Like, go do something else. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, it turns out uh, Robin Hood today is uh, they put up a new help wanted sign. Uh, Robin Hood is hiring a federal affairs manager as congressional hearings on GameStop scandal loom. Yep. Embattled mobile brokerage platform Robin Hood is seeking to hire a lobbyist to defend its interests on Capitol Hill ahead of likely congressional hearings on its involvement in the GameStop stock trading controversy. Robin Hood posted the listing today for a federal affairs manager on Daybook, a job board for public policy professionals. The listing went live as executives at the popular day trading app. Uh, faced by partisan criticism from lawmakers over the decision to restrict transactions involving game uh, game stock shares and other stocks embraced by retail investors. It's unclear if the latest posting was directly related, I think we can say it was, uh, to the calls for Congress to hold hearings on Robin Hood's Hood's handling of the situation and the circumstances that led to the unprecedented volatility for a number of stocks this week. A posting with the same title on the job board indeed has also gone live um, and has been available. For more than 30 days, Robin Hood's representatives did not immediately respond to a request for further comment regarding the job posting. Sure. So there you have it. I saw Elizabeth Warren was out <laughs> with a statement today. Not exactly what people expected from someone who uh, rails about taking down Wall Street. And uh, I mean, I didn't read it, but the word on the on the street was that she kind of sided with the suits, which is kind of surprising. 
you would think a uh, fake Indian would be the one to be able to figure this out, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of amazing because uh, not only did they restrict, but they did open it up today. So you could buy game stock like one share at a time. One or two shares. That that, that that's what they were doing. Um, so they were, the, you know, this controversy isn't going to go away anytime soon. By the way, there should be a controversy with the um, Speaker of the House and looking into her and her husband's purchasing of uh, calls on Tesla before they announced all this. Before the some of these announcements on these electric vehicles that Biden's been making, I think we should start looking there. See what's under the hood there with old Nance. B, 30 minutes past the hour, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Paul Nolan's off tonight so he can recover from his angst over Lindsey Graham and <laughs> <laughs> whoever else. Uh, Rick Delgado's doing double duty tonight, doing the news and doing what even is that. I'm afraid to even ask what this is about because I don't want to build any pressure for you having to follow Ooh. up on the inauguration fashion because the chances are... And I'm just saying this. You're you're already. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, with all due respect, the chances are that this is not going to reach the level of inauguration fashion because that was. So here, I, here I was going up for an easy layup, <laughs> and out of nowhere, Damon comes and cuts my legs out from just, under me. No, I'm not. I'm just. Um, I'm just laying the table out. I just yeah, don't want just, to put any pressure on. Undue pressure. But right. what is coming up in your what even is that? Well, now that you crapped on my pancakes, <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> it, it actually has to do with uh, the China virus, which we're not allowed to say, um, and testing. Okay, very good. Sounds, sounds fun, right? I'm holding out, <laughs> I'm holding out a lot of hope. No, you're um, not. <laughs> no, no, actually not. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be hard to top, you know, a, almost a perfect 10. But uh, if it's a 9, that's good with me. I'm, I'm happy with that. What's coming up in sports? <laughs> What's coming up in sports, Rick Emirati? Hey, BD, well, we had a wild one today. Yeah, what's your crappy sports report <laughs> like tonight, Rick? Hey, here we go. You got anybody who died? Uh, I do. Unfortunately, I do have one legendary coach from Temple that passed away. We'll uh. talk about that a little bit. Wild one at the uh, Farmers Insurance Open in uh, Torrey Hills in La Jolla, California. Five-way tie for second. Great, great tournament. And... Uh, Philadelphia Eagles introduced their new coach today, Big D. Oh, Boy, they got a lot to look forward to. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, um, I know it's all. I know the old saying is Houston. We have a problem, but Philly. <laughs> I mean, Philly. You may. You may. Now listen. Maybe he was just nervous, or maybe he <laughs> he went to the Joe Biden school of uh, press conferences. I don't know. We'll let the audience decide when we get to sports, but it was uh, that was it was a little rough. Was it so. kind of a mishap? Well, no, it wasn't even a mishap. I, I mean, I don't. It was, <laughs> it was a, like a misfire. It mishap. was a Joe Biden moment. It was truly yeah. a Joe Biden moment. Yeah, a little, well, little Jen Psaki in there too. <laughs> more, yeah, more than a moment, like more like a minute. A Joe Biden minute is more like it. 
Uh, very secretive plans going on in Philly, I think. So I'm not sure. So, all right, well, let's do some more news. All right. Uh, since we didn't do too much last segment here with uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right. Well, you know what? A lot of people, and, and again, this is piggybacking off of the uh, story about GameStop in which they're looking for someone to help defend them when they go to, to uh, congressional hearings. Uh, but today, the big news was the guy behind the whole drive to get GameStop uh, stock up. His name is Keith Gill. He's a man that I guess, he's a newly minted millionaire, financial folk hero who sparked the GameStop trading frenzy that caused huge losses for established hedge fund uh, managers this week. He's a 34-year-old Massachusetts dad who wears corny cat t-shirts, collection of headbands, and runs under the name of Roaring Kitty, his YouTube channel that he runs from his basement of his rented residence. Um, known as Deep F Value on Reddit forum Wall Street Bets, Gill worked in marketing for Massachusetts Mutual Life Insurance before sending shockwaves through the financial firm. Uh, I didn't expect this, he told the Wall Street Journal in his first interview. Um, I thought this trade would be successful, but I never expected what happened over the past week. Gill shared a screenshot of his brokerage account Wednesday showing roughly a $20 million daily gain on his game stock stock and options and the company shares hit an intraday high of 380 the journal reported uh, another screenshot showed thursday showed another 15 million dollar loss after thursday's market close gill's e-trade account held approximately 33 million including game stock stop stock options millions in cash etc basically he championed this back starting in September of 2019. He liked the stock. He thought it was a good buy. He was a fan of the company. And he decided that, you know, he, he would start talking about it and see if he can get more people on board. He started, you know, making investments, showing people. That's part of his shtick on his uh, channel. He shows people his stocks, what they're doing. He gets, re- you know, he gets a lot of feedback from from the other Reddit people on board. And, uh, you know, considering what he's done, he's, uh, he's now considered legend within the Wall Street bets thread. Gil be t- became the Pied Piper of GameStops, again, sharing those screen st- uh, screenshots of his portfolio and inspiring others to jump in and try and make profits. Uh, Reuters was unable to confirm how much he netted, but he did show he had invested initially in 2019 $53,000 in the company and had netted a $46,000 profit shortly thereafter. Well, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, just upon hearing that, I, I mean, I'd like to know what he saw in 2019 as retail is pretty much, um, the stores have never really been that busy. As these PlayStations and Xbox and all of this continue to come out with new versions, all, most of these kids, at least I think, are just that the games are getting downloaded right onto these machines. They're not going to game. I mean, I've, I've got kids under the age of 13. Uh, well, I did when they were gaming. My son's now 13. But um, we haven't been to GameStop in five years. And the stock's been just a disaster. For the most part, stores have gone out of business. So I'd love to know what this guy saw in 2019 that he loved the stock, that he thought it was undervalued, because I don't think GameStop, uh, from a fundamental standpoint, now I'm no trader or even financial analyst, clearly, so maybe I'm totally off on this, but I, I mean, 
I'd like to know what he saw in 2019 and most of 2020 before all this, before all hell broke loose here the last couple of days. GameStop was about four bucks, six bucks, <laughs> wow. wasn't it? Uh, it, w- it was down around $5, and I think, uh, I so, think around 18 up until about uh, a couple months ago. So, I, I mean, it was down there, but for some reason he stuck with it. And I, yeah. guess, I guess part of his, you know, he, he's a financial guy. You know, but he's only 32, and he started looking at, I guess, who was shorting it, noticing all these all these shorts that were were being taken out on this company, and thinking, you know what, this this doesn't look good. Well, that's exactly why they went after this company, right? All the things I just said, they, they, the numbers were the numbers weren't good. They're going, they probably were headed there to the way the bankruptcy are out of business. The stores were closing down all over, yeah, especially since COVID hit. I mean, retail's a disaster. And they were on. They were on their. The, I think searching for their fifth CEO within a year or something like that. Um, but for some reason, I think. I think he mentioned, and I think this was from an interview. I heard him say this that it kind of reminded him of an Amazon type of thing, and he thought it would recover. I'd like to know how he thought that, because boy, I wouldn't have saw that in the cards if I was looking purely at GameStop as a as a play. I wouldn't be on my radar to buy. I yeah. can tell you that with every with all the numbers and what was going on in the world, but. Well, um, well, there's but, another there's another story out today. Okay, this group Citron Research is is name has showed up today in a bunch of places I've seen. Um, I guess they're a well known well known short uh, firm, and uh, I guess as of today they've decided to abandon that strategy as a result of GameStop losses. This is from uh, Red State today. Uh, from our guy, Shipwreck Crew. He said, yesterday I wrote the story I referred to as shorting for dummies, which went into some detail <laughs> from my layman's perspective and experiences on what has happened this week involving stock of the video game seller GameStop, Wall Street hedge funds, and an online community on Reddit. Now today comes a signal from a prominent Wall Street firm reminiscent of this, Citron Research. And they said, no mas, they're done. Uh, they said... Um, they focused on shorting overvalued stocks for more than 20 years and published a popular newsletter and reports uh, of analysis on companies viewed as overvalued or engaged in fraud. The investor behind Citron, Andrew Left, has been described by the New York Times as, quote, the bounty hunter of Wall Street. Citron was one of the Wall Street firms with a significant short position in GameStop meaning his investment would have benefited by the collapse of GameStop stock price. But Citron closed out its short position this week among the frenzy of buying and selling that has moved that price up wild uh, in wild gyrations between $100 to $500 a share. Earlier in the week, Left made a comment in the media that GameStop share price would eventually crash back down to $20 a share. But it seems like he couldn't afford to wait. Today comes the announcement that uh, from left himself that Citron will no longer be publishing its newsletter on <laughs> targets for short investors. Citron will now be focused on long investment opportunities, promoting the buying of shares of companies that they believe will go higher in the weeks ahead. This is a big concession, as you could imagine. A noted short investor is basically conceding that, well, the gig is now up. It is a recognition that a meaningful short position now has exposure to coordinated action by retail investors that could cost the short seller massive 
amounts of money over a very short period of time in circumstances where it is unlikely that the short investor can mitigate or avoid the loss. One complication of short investing is the risk. And we've gone over what shorting is. You're selling shares you don't have, hoping it goes down. You buy them back at a cheaper price. You make the difference. We've been through all that. But so, yeah, so here you go. Here's here's a research, you know, funds, Citron, that says we're out. And I don't know what the number is that they lost, but clearly it was enough for them to say, well, we're going to rethink how we do business. Well, you know what? And and that's what what trading is, right? It's a, it's like a casino. You, at some point, you're going to win. some point, you're going to lose. I guess for them, for Citron, they've lost too much, and now they've got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, I don't know. Did you see a billionaire hedge fund manager, Leon Cooperman? On CNBC yesterday, this guy was crying. I wish I had that clip. Um, but today he, he he went out there again and had this to say. He said uh, he, he is uh, tired. Uh, he said he's fed up with this attack on wealthy people from people sitting at home getting their checks from the government. Yeah, this was actually yesterday on CNBC that he said this. He said this is this attack on on wealthy people is BS. And yeah. he didn't see BS. He actually said the word. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this fat loser goes on CNBC and makes himself look like a, just a total fool, just a total fool, uh, talking down to people getting stimulus checks and how it's affecting him and his wealthy friends. I mean, get out of here. Who wants to hear from this, this guy, just the, just the absolute poster boy for why, um, people hate these people. This guy don't get in the way of my billions. Well, you know what? They, they've had it all to themselves for so long that they're not used to it. They're not used to somebody else coming in and playing in their sandbox and playing better than they did. Um, getting back to Gil real quick, uh, an attorney, Scott Silver, he's a securities lawyer and managing partner for the Silver Law Group, said if what he is is what he says, and he's, it, then he's not breaking the law. And by that he means if he's just, if he's just telling others to buy a stock – and he's being honest and he's asking and asking people to do it in good faith. He doesn't see a problem with what Gil has done and uh, and how he's profited from it. So there you have it. Well, most of these guys who do this on YouTube, they may have to make sure they have the disclaimer. As I've said here the couple of times we've talked about it, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Don't buy or sell anything based on what I say. I'm just somebody who likes to talk about these things on YouTube. And that's what most of them say. Um. Now, obviously, you can't prevent people make their own decisions and do what they want, but uh, they got to get the disclaimer out there. So, all right, we'll do this. More news, lots to do. Sports coming up live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Real America's Voice. Studio 6B on a Friday night, 13 till the hour. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Time to do sports. And here with that is Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Let's go right to the PGA. Farmers Insurance Open, Torrey Pines Golf Club, La Jolla, California. Right now, leading all after two rounds is uh, Norway's Victor Hovland, who shot a uh, seven under today. He's got a 135 score for the two-day. And then there's a five-way tie. 
between John Rahm, Adam Scott, Tony Finau, Lanto Griffin, and Ryan Palmer. They were all sitting one but one stroke behind Victor Hovland. Rounds three and four are this weekend, so keep an eye on that. Heard it's I mean, very windy on that south course, and the weather's been a little bit of a challenge. Can, t- can um, Tony Finau get it going this year, please? I mean, I look at Tony Finau every time that one of these majors comes around because he hasn't won one, and he's such a good player, and he's always got really good odds. And then I think, yeah, no, I'm not going to bet him. And then he comes in like 49th. It's just, he's got to get it going this year. We've got to win a major, Tony. Uh, maybe this will be his this weekend. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll report on it Monday. Uh, just one game in NCAA basketball that'll tip off at nine. It's Iowa and Illinois. We'll have a score report on that later. NHL, only one game in action tonight as well. Enter the first. Blue Jackets lead the Blackhawks 1 0. Uh, and on the rodeo, we have uh, tonight and also tomorrow. Tonight is going to be the Extreme Bulls. And tomorrow, night the extreme bronx in rapid city south dakota at the rushmore plaza civic center and uh today the philadelphia eagles we'll get that video ready g uh we have a new coach in philadelphia was introduced today nick are you serious sirianni uh was introduced (laughs) to the philadelphia fans and oh i think they got a problem so gee could you roll that clip on the eagles Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team, that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the the people in place to do that. Mm -hmm. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're going to, we're going to know, we're going to have systems in place that are easier to learn. All right. Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Systems. Less thinking equals talent take over. But we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place to do so. Wow. <laughs> Who's their sponsor? Cisco Systems? Wow. That's all he kept saying. He's lost. That's the, definitely the Joe Biden school of presses, Big D. I mean, that's, that's, that's rough, man. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, that's rough. I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was nervous. Yeah. But this is Philadelphia you're in, pal. This is the Eagles. It's a far cry from Buddy Ryan. This is not, (laughs) this is not, um, you know, you're not at Iowa playing college ball for the the Hawkeyes. You're, You're in Philly with fans who threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Yep. You, you got to know what you're stepping into here. And conversely, Andy Reid, who was a longtime Philadelphia coach, is going to be playing the Super Bowl this uh, next week. I mean that. I mean, I mean Philly. <laughs> I mean Philly. Philly fans have got to be thinking to themselves. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. What? Uh, excuse me. Well, what? What? We're gonna. We're gonna do things that are what? <laughs> they're. They're already. They're already packing the snow. Well, no, I mean, got to give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. But why? I, with the D batteries and the snowballs. Big <laughs> exactly. D, they're focusing on NBA. They got their number one Eastern Conference, Philadelphia 76ers. So Philly's looking good there. And uh, <laughs> I know you love the Sixers. Let's go to the NBA, Big D. Just one more. I want to get some scores in real quick. The Atlanta Hawks are up by 22 over the Wizards. Uh, the Hornets lead the paces by 11 in the third. 
Raptors by 10 over the Kings in the second. The Knicks are up by 14 over the Cavaliers in the second. And Pelicans lead the Bucks surprisingly, uh, by 16 in the second. The Sixers and the Timberwolves are tied in the second as well. Nets by 19 over the Thunder. And the Clippers in Magic. Uh, the Clippers right now leading that one by four, Big D. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at some of the comments here on uh, YouTube. Thomas Price says, the Eagles coach sounds like a preschool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Corcoran says this guy sounds like an idiot. So, um, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's just a little rough there in, in, uh, in Eagles country. They're not going to deal with this. They're not going to deal with that. No, they're now, not. Now, I mean, maybe again, I'm, I'm going to give the guy, I don't even know who he is, where he came from. Indianapolis Colts, big D. Okay. So he, he's probably got it together. He's just yeah, probably a little nervous. Colts made a good run this year. They made it to, the you know, first time head coach, young guy. We'll, we'll keep track. I think it's going to work out good. But that was um, – I don't think you're going to go into the locker room with the guys and say, okay, guys, here's our plan. Here's our <laughs> system. We got yeah, a system. This is not, that's just not – uh, I'm, like, sure I'm sure he'll have something that will translate better onto the field than the way that translated in the uh, – in the briefing room there. That didn't work. So yeah, it's well, at least like he didn't say he's going to circle back to them. So that's, good. <laughs> that's a good point. He didn't say I'll circle back with you. At least he tried to spit out a plan. So that's a that's a very good point. Um, all right, thanks, Rick. More sports coming up next hour. More news. What do we got here? Uh, what was that clip we didn't get to um, on the GameStop thirteen G? All right, so here's Jen Pisaki. The P is silent in the press briefing room today. Asked about, I guess this this topic, the GameStop. What Rick was reporting on. Let's hear what she has to say. Biden to address the GameStop controversy when he meets with his economic team a little bit later this morning. No. Uh, do we anticipate him addressing it publicly, you mean? No, just talking about it with his economic team. Well, uh, the focus of the meeting is about uh, the recovery plan, about the status of the eco- economic recovery, about obviously the data that we saw yesterday. I'm sure they'll cover a range of topics during that meeting, but that's not the big focus. Story. Okay. I-, I know it's a big story, but it doesn't, the, you know, obviously the, our, our focus and our big story is getting the American people back to work. One more on GameStop, uh, not to belabor the point, but... I love the effort. You guys are trying so hard on this. What is the broader message to the American public and people around the world that, in in large cases, individual investors acting collectively against large financial institutions are shut down pretty much overnight while uh, the big banks and and, and financial institutions responsible for the 2008 housing crisis got got to get out of jail free card? Good question. Well, uh, the message is that um, the U.S. government is starting to work how it should. The SEC is a regulatory agency that oversees and monitors developments along these lines. Um, It is currently in their purview. They've put out several statements this week. We will certainly defer to them uh, on that. Um, And I'd point you to them for further questions. I mean, does she under? I mean, she understands the president and this, the government. Her, she's the press brief. She, the, she knows they have to worry about like everything that goes on. Like they have to cover all of it. There's, there, there's did Kaylee McEnany was she ever told by the press that, well, you know, don't worry about that story if you're not up on it. I, I mean, what what does that mean? Oh, I don't know if it's going to be covered. I don't. I mean, well, she just blows these topics off. She knows nothing about them. She has no answers. And then when she tries to answer, she says, well, it just shows the government's working as it should. What the hell does that mean? That's nothing to do with the question. 
Sounds perfect. She, at least she answered. At least she answered something. Right. You know. Usually it's a uh, circle back or. But she didn't answer. I that's know. not an answer. <laughs> Her but first that's... answer is, "Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know." We're focused on. Uh, okay, but, but you got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You got to be focused on COVID, which you've done nothing that the other administration hasn't done yet. You've done nothing that stood out. You haven't had anything that said, okay, well, we're going to go, boom, do this, that we've been waiting for them to, whatever, nothing. You can't say, well, we're focused on this. So we, we have no information on millions of retail investors getting shut out. Uh, there's probably criminal activity going on here at some of these places. People need to be in jail. The Justice Department needs to be investigating it. You have Elizabeth Warren sending out um, uh, comments saying, that, "Whoa, we're gonna we're gonna invest to investigate the retail people, not the not the suits." And she knows nothing about any of it, or doesn't feel like it's important enough to get briefed on to talk about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Liz Warren, if you remember, last the hell's few going years, on? last few years, Warren's always talking about those hedge fund managers. Well, there you go. They're finally getting their comeuppance. And she runs to their aid. I mean, I don't know. Democrats. So, um, hour two, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday night. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Jen Pisaki was in the uh, press briefing room today. And we've heard a lot about, we've only been here for many days. I point you over here. I'll direct you over there. Let me get back to you on this. Let me circle back on that. Um, before we get to what even is that, Jen Psaki, um, actually, somebody circled back today. Oh, really? With her, yes. Someone actually circled back. All right. And that would be the basis of, um, do you have it, G, of today's crazy town. Roll it. I promised you. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Uh, FEMA has requested uh, active duty troops be, uh, be used at vaccination centers when they get stood up across the country. Does the White House support that request? I did ask our team about this. You or someone else may have asked about this the other day. I think I have something on it here. One moment. (laughs) Thanks for your patience. Lots to say about COVID, no doubt about it. Um, So, let's see. Did the dog eat her homework? Let me let me let me um, talk to our team about it. You know, I know I've seen that request from FEMA. Obviously, part of our objective is ensuring that we have um, vaccinators on the ground. I know that's not what you're asking about, but also the ability to move <laughs> materials and move vaccines. Um, so we are tapping. Wow. 
into any resource we can, um, but it's more predominantly focused on kind of a health and medical core and that the ability to get those people into communities. Uh, but I will, I will check with our team and get you something more specific. Now, uh, she started by saying, oh, I remember. Yes, I, I, I circled back with the team because I knew you asked this. <laughs> and then that's what we got. And nothing. Wow. We'll get back to that in a second. All uh, right, now it's time for one of my favorite segments here on the show, and that is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? Yeah, come on. Really? Your favorite set? Just before, you were telling me it's probably going to suck tonight. <laughs> Do you want me to go back and do Crazy Town again now and we no. can just put this off? No. No. Okay. All right. Let's get back Come to on, it. Come on. Let's go here. All right. Well, I think you'd, you'd probably be, you know, kind of hanging with me on this one. Okay. If in, the back of your, if in the back of your mind, you know, I think we always knew that things would change dramatically once fossilized <laughs> Joe got inaugurated. But I don't think the speed at which these things are starting to happen now, that, you know, the way they're happening, that's the most disturbing. Mm-hmm. It seems every day leads us to another round of executive orders for God knows what. Uh, another useless press conference from the hapless Jen Psaki. Yes, and of course we'll circle back to her with more later. Okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Can I see that lower third again? <laughs> well, can I see the lower third on this yes, video? Yes, uh, replay that. I love that. And more disgusting name calling from the Unity Party itself and their lead communist Alexandria Ocasio Castro, who wants to stick it to the American people, and eh, just as much as well. Doctor, I've never seen any patients. Fauci wants to stick a needle in the arm of everyone, even though they probably don't need it for a virus that has a survival rate of about 99% for most people. But other than that, things are going great. (laughs) Wonderful. And speaking of the China virus, Mm -hmm. which Uh, we are now not allowed to say China virus. um, So, wait, what was I saying? Oh, yes, China virus. (laughs) Did I mention we're not allowed to say China virus? I get what you're doing. China virus. So, as I was saying, Mm -hmm. the big guy says we're not allowed to say china virus but there is news coming out of the cdc okay regarding the china virus all right which we're not allowed to say the china virus and the news is kind of big so stick with me here you see the biden biden's biggest backer china the inventor and exporter of the china virus which we're not allowed to say uh has now introduced a new test introducing anal swabs yeah yeah <laughs> That's right. Oh, hello. Yeah, China's yeah. now using anal swabs to detect COVID-19. So yeah. now, while you double up on your mask, you also might want to double up on those gloves, too. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Anal swabs? Yeah. I-, I mean, seriously, what even is that? It's a freaking virus that gives you a headache, makes you nauseous, and a sore throat. I mean, how far are they sticking these swabs up there? Yeah. <laughs> As if we weren't already taking it in the dumper, China is now inventing new and creative ways of sticking it to the American people and and as usual, the media has jumped all in. As a matter of fact, CNN's own Chris Fredo Cuomo. Well, yeah. Oh, there it is. He showed up early to get his, and he even brought his own swab. Hey, Chris, you might feel a little pressure at the back of your throat here. 
<laughs> New Vice President Kamala Harris also volunteered to be the first government official in the country to get the new test and had this to say when asked, well, how she felt about it. When are you going to put it in? Oh, and they laughed and they laughed. Just like, well, we all do because we know that's not the first time she's ever said that. Right, fellas? <laughs> Look, just, just, just to know there, uh, Kamala, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't first. Little did she know that Jerry Nadler, well, he had already beat her to it. <laughs> but didn't have quite the same experience that she did. Yeah. No. And I'm sure they'll want to make it as easy as possible for everyone to get anally swabbed, offering it to you when you go to Home Depot, maybe Target, or yeah. even going through the airport security where, you know, they'll only hire the best to perform the test. <laughs> the only question will be uh, uh, if this doctor has ever served any time. Yeah. Look. Who knew 14 days to flatten the curve would somehow morph into almost a year of now insert rectum? <laughs> Look, I, I think it's time that we, the people, take our power back from the clutches of the big authoritarian government. And in this case, that means my body, my choice. If mm-hmm. the sheeple who want to comply with everything want to make sure that they get involved in this and continue being soaked in their own fear porn, that's on them. The only thing I ask is that if you do submit to this anal swab test, lunacy um for the china virus even though we're not supposed to say china virus please at least have someone nearby with a video so at least we can watch you on tiktok yeah exactly right yeah it's very good all right yeah so i mean um very good rick delgado so i saw this today uh in the new york post and I just thought to myself, you know, I, I just, no, 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 thanks. No. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what was really funny when I was putting this together and I looked at that Jerry Nadler clip again? Uh, gee, can you run that clip real quick? Watch the cameraman. As Jerry's making his way off stage, the cameraman widens up because he's watching Jerry Nadler. What? Well, how can you? I mean, you got you have to you have to widen up because you don't know what's what's going on there. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely what you have to do there. Yeah. If you, that's a good job by him, actually. Amazing. I mean, it's just amazing where this. I mean, it's just amazing, honestly. I mean, we laugh about it. It's funny, but it's not funny that, that this is where. I mean, like you said, ninety nine point nine six percent. Like the the testing is all of a sudden now no good. This is what this is what right. the next thing's going to be. This is what they're doing. They're doing this already in China. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's just there. There was a picture of people lined up for it. I know. I saw them in the post. I saw it on on social media today. And I'm again. I, I'm thinking. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. That's 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 not going to happen. So. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. Anal swabs for coronavirus. Avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Eight minutes past the hour. Uh, we'll do some more news, more sports. So there's a bunch of things I could get to here. Um, some of these Democrats that go on TV. This is my, my question about where Joe Biden is and what's going on. Not Besides that she's incompetent in the press briefing room. I hear more talk about the former president from Democrats on television now than I do about what's going on current with the current administration. They can't let it go. And there's Joe Biden signing away, signing away, signing away. And all I hear Democrats and some Republicans go on TV, all they want to talk about is the former (laughs) president. He's not here anymore. Why don't you focus on the guy that's in office now 
as he destroys things with the sign of a, with the stroke of a pen. For example, Tom, Tammy Duckworth, she's on Anderson Cooper tonight. Is she talking about Governor Cuomo in New York? No. Is she talking about um? Is she talking about Biden's executive orders? No. Here's what she's talking about. Roll it. Joining us now, Senator Tammy Duckworth, Democrat of Illinois. Senator Duckworth, looking at a picture of Kevin McCarthy down at Mar-a-Lago today, gripping and grinning with the man who promoted the attack on the Capitol, praised the attackers even after the okay, fact. Okay, stop. Yeah. What is stop? Stop it. This is this is um, you know this is a nightly thing on CNN. Praised and promoted the attackers. Does he what? what 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 is what is he talking about? They just continued to spew this nonsense with no pushback, with all of them agreeing. Well, well, it's not even that. It's not even with no pushback. It's with no repercussions. There is nothing that anybody can do to them. And and, and this is these are flat out lies. We're, we're, what you're seeing right now is not news. It's an opinion, and it's opinion based on a lie. And the evidence is, is starting to show that and has been showing that basically since the day after. Um, so for him to continue, this is the, this is the next Russian uh, peepee uh, uh, hoax. This is it. They're no, just going to run with this. No talk about the premeditation. No talk about the FBI. Uh, some of the arrests that have been made that obviously there was pre-planning here. None of that. Just, just propaganda, just nonsense from Anderson Cooper. And listen to the rest of it. Go ahead. That meeting, that picture say to you. Oh, what is it? It tells me that he stands with someone who uh, basically incited insurrection as opposed to standing with our Constitution. He's he has you know, basically essentially violated his oath of office that he took when he was sworn in. Okay, stop. Uh, that it. is to protect and defend. Uh, here, here they go again. Now, Tammy Duckworth is a war hero, unequivocally, no doubt about it. She's a political uh, disaster when it comes to her politics. Um, but here she is wrapping herself, of course, in the, this is what they love to do. They wrap themselves in the Constitution. Meanwhile, we know that that is the only, they hate it, number one, because it's the only thing standing in their way of restricting their ultimate goal of ultimate power. So I just love when I hear from them, when they have nothing else to say, when they can't actually debate the fact, oh, you the Constitution, Constitution, I love the Constitution, the Constitution. Go ahead the constitution instead he's now standing with the enemy of the constitution the enemy the of the enemy. constitution the enemy of the constitution a president that's maybe since reagan hasn't uh stood up for the constitution and there's no one who stood up more for it and was more constitutional in most of what he tried to do it just i just it just cracks me up when they talk about the way he governed um, that somehow he was some dictator. He used this. Uh, I mean, we, he wasn't even look at what Joe Biden is doing right now by executive order. Look at the numbers. I don't hear any talk about him being a dictator. I don't hear any talk about him abusing, uh, being the legislative branch and the executive branch at the same time. What did we vote for here? I hear nothing. I hear nothing from Tammy Duckworth on that. Ah, Constitution, Constitution, Constitution. <laughs>
17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday night. Let's do some more news. And here with the news is Rick Delgado sitting in for Paul Nolan, who took the night off today. What's going on, Mr. Delgado? Well, uh... Some interesting news as far as we were talking about, uh, you know, the whole pee-pee hoax and, and stuff like that from Just the News and uh, John Solomon's site, justthenews.com. Ex-FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith gets no jail time in a guilty plea for altering the Carter Page FISA warrant application. This is the kind of, um, this is the kind of thing that makes people look at this country and the justice system in this country and the everything that's gone or not gone on with Durham or whatever is going on in bar and, and everything and makes them want to bang their head against the wall. Because the very simple barometer here to think about this is take the last name Kleinsmith off of this and put your last name on it and having you done this and try to figure out if you would have um, gotten this sentence. And I would think 99.9% of you, if you had falsified documents, um, you would think probably not. Yeah. And that's what's so infuriating when you look at this. Yeah. Not only falsified documents, falsified documents that uh, were then handed over to the Department of Justice to use for an an investigation uh, that was presented to a court, a secret court, and to judges. So... Keep that in mind. Former, and, he was, and he's an attorney, remember. Right. Who knows better? Everybody Correct. knows he knows better. Former FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith sentenced Friday to 12 months probation and 400 hours of community service for falsely altering a document that led to the FISA warrant of former 2016 Trump campaign associate Carter Page. Ruined a guy's life. $100 fine. Kleinsmith pleaded guilty last summer to altering an email to falsely claim that Page had not previously been a CIA asset, despite the CIA confirmation that he had been. Kleinsmith is the only FBI agent or FBI employee charged so far in the investigation by special counsel John Durham into the Justice Department's now discredited Russia collusion investigation. Federal prosecutors were seeking jail time for Kleinsmith, arguing that a harsh sentence would deter others from behaving in a similar manner during a government agency investigation. Anybody who watched what Mr. Kleinsmith had suffered is not someone who would readily act in that fashion, responded Judge James Bosberg of the D.C. District Court in Washington. Liberal, liberal judge pointed by liberal president who always takes a look at these things and looks at the sentencing guidelines and starts at the bottom. Well, not only starts at the bottom, in, injects, well, uh, you know, inject, they get all their feelings involved and make it an emotional thing. Bolsberg, who also presides over the FISA court, said the warrant may ha- still have been authorized or may have not been, despite a number of other errors made in the application to surveil Page. The FISA court is a secretive court in which the federal prosecutors present evidence to be granted permission to surveil a U.S. citizen. Even if Mr. Klein said, uh, Kleinsmith had been accurate about Mr. Page's relationship with, other, with the other government agency, the warrant may well have been signed and the surveillance authorized, he said. Bosberg also said that the Justice Department Inspector General found that Kleinsmith did not act out of political bias. Of course not. Uh, Notwithstanding a number of hostile messages about then-President Trump that he sent out to colleagues. So, yeah, no, no, 
no jail time, $100 fine. Of course, no political bias. I'm sure this guy voted for Mr. Trump in the 2020 election. Um, and he gets to go home and uh, do a little uh, community service, maybe pick up some trash on the side of the road. And you'll That'll hear, be fun. You'll hear, um, well, he's... He's not a significant player here. He's not operational. He wasn't really a decision maker. Okay, okay, fine. Well, where? so then where are those cases? Right. We're not seeing them. This is the only one we've seen. So if he's not, he's made, that may all be true. He's not a significant player. He had no operational um, say-so. He wasn't a decision maker. Okay, well, who was Comey, Brendan? Where, where are the anyone look? What's they're they're all scot free too. Meanwhile, the president had to deal with this uh, through his whole four years. Yeah, and probably the year before he actually got elected. And not only that, you said you heard. Uh, uh, was there something going on in the court before this that the wife, uh, Mrs. Klein Smith, had said something? You and Paul were talking about this. I, I have no idea. Oh, last night, weren't you? No. No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, th- I thought something, uh, you, you had mentioned something about, uh, you know, they were having a baby or colors or schemes or something like that. I don't know. Oh, the wife went in front of the judge yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay. He said, I'll take it easy on him because I, you know, I, I, I got to pick out the colors to decorate the, uh, the baby's room. I don't want him to not be there, whatever she said. I, I, I don't have the exact quote, but, uh, well, he, the judge listened. So. Well, there you go. So there right, what you else have is, it. What else is going on? Uh, this? Let's see. Uh, Washington Post writer says Trump should never be allowed to have a presidential library. Sure. Because we turn to the Washington Post when we want to know about these things and we care about their opinions. And this is the new uh, media today. If you know, if you know the president, were around the president, worked for the former president, or you want to go see him now, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to speak to him. You're not allowed to see him. You're not allowed to be an acquaintance of him. And if you are, you need to be ruined. And the Washington Post is the, the source to go to if, we're, if uh, you're interested in knowing who you can or can't talk to. That's what it's coming to. Yeah, pretty much. The Washington Post turned to Philip Kennicott, a Pulitzer Prize winning art and architecture critic. Oh, okay. (laughs) Who first worked for the paper uh, critiquing classical music and culture to argue against former President Trump ever getting his own presidential library. Uh Ever since president, uh, every president since FDR has a library, but Kennicott said Trump must never have one. Okay. Former President Trump will not have an official portrait in the National Portrait Gallery. Oh, oh, let me get that right. Former President Trump will have an official portrait in the National Portrait Gallery at some point, Kennecott writes. And in states where he remains popular, he could have airports, bridges, schools, etc. named for him. But Trump must never have an official presidential library. And he also says this, Congress should move quickly to make sure he never will. He also says Trump should never be allowed to try to have a library, visit a library, or even have a library card because it could for, cause further damage to the country. I want you to go over to the, our friend Raheem Kassam's website, the National Pulse, right now, where I want you to go on Twitter to his at Raheem Kassam, and I want you to retweet and, and, and take a look at the article that he just put out. Joe Biden has issued 42 executive actions in one week, a practice he recently called dictator behavior. And he has all 42 in here with a little write-up of what they do. So I want you to, if you're, um, 
If you're a supporter and a, a believer in liberty in this country and our founding, and you believe that um, we're, we voted for congressmen and senators to actually go and have some kind of debate and have some say, and you should have some say of the things that affect your life through your representation, you might want to go read this article and share it with your friends. And as I'm looking at it now, I'll just go through a couple of them here. Executive order on strengthening Medicaid and the Affordable Care Act, promoting socialized health care. Memorandum on protecting women's health at home and abroad forces U.S. taxpayers to fund foreign abortions. Executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, destroying jobs in the oil and gas industry. Executive order on establishing President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology empowers bureaucrats memorandum on restoring trust in government through scientific integrity and evidence-based policy making well joe couldn't even read that never mind know what the <laughs> hell it means emboldened scientists who lied during coronavirus crisis uh, crisis in 2020 rejoins the paris climate agreement hands authority over to u.s emissions to form bureaucrats executive order on protecting public health and the environment and restoring science to tackle the climate crisis, whatever the hell that means. So go over there right now and retweet this article in the monarchy here of Joe Biden that we're living in. minutes past the hour live from studio 6b you know sometimes we do things on this show that people actually like and um every <laughs> once in a while and i got a request from um levi johnson on twitter who's a handsome young devil at only 15 years old wow so i guess likes this show for some reason i think he likes slick rick sports you know a lot of people rick I think if we took the show on the road, we'd find out that you're probably the most popular person from the show. Are you aware of that? <laughs> I can't hear you. No, um, no, I'm sorry. No. no okay. I think you are. Not. I think you hold the mantle right now, just so you know. Yeah. So if we go on the road, you're going to have, yeah, I don't know, you may need to get security or something. <laughs> you know and, I have, or, and I have the worst topic on this show, sports. <laughs> you know what? Uh, well, uh, that, just, that just speaks to people like you. And, and you know what we should Thank do? You. We should hate your sports, yes, but like. we should we should, <laughs> <laughs> we should we should have his his followers, you know, kind of pay homage to, and show show up dressed as slick as slick as you. <laughs> That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Yes. It was like Eminem when he went on uh, MTV all those years ago and had all those all those people dressed like Eminem just behind him. Yeah, so awesome. Right. So Levi Johnson, who's 15 years old, class of 23. I'm looking at his Twitter profile as a handsome devil. Uh, said, asked us to play this again, and we're going to do it for him right now. Roll it, G. But I also want to be clear. Sure. 100 million shots in 100 days is not the end point. Hmm. It's just the start. No. We're not stopping there. The end goal is to beat COVID-19. And the way we do that is to get more people vaccinated, which means we have to be ready after we hit the ground, after we hit the goal of 100 million shots in 100 days. Now, that means... 
fewer than 100 million people getting totally vaccinated. It means 100 shots. He hit the ground. And right. Some of it will come as early, begin to come in early summer, but by the mid by the midsummer, that this vaccine will be there. And the order, and, and, and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50 percent. Okay. From 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans <laughs> wow. by end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. Yeah. But we want to make, look, that's, yeah, I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans I want to, be to beat this pandemic. <laughs> I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 <laughs> Americans to beat this pandemic. I don't know. I think those people are going to be a little overloaded with vaccine, if you ask me. 300 people taking 600 million shots is going to be, that's rough. They're just going to be juiced up. It's, they're going to be like the 300 taking on uh, the Persians, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just all jacked up, ready for it. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what we're dealing with for the next at least four years. Right there. He's is, really um, good with numbers, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, just, was he I, I, was he a math teacher in a previous life? I mean, he's not good with numbers, and he's he's worse with speaking. I mean, we hit the uh, we're going to hit the ground. We hit the ground. I mean, just, I, I call him a mathematician. That's what he is. I, I don't know. <laughs> he does I don't wonders know. with numbers. And I mean, to sum up, really, what we're dealing with that he's he's the guy in charge, and um, again, here's his. Crazy Town from today, G. Here's his press secretary and how she's handling questions in the press briefing room. Roll that. I promised you. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Uh, FEMA has requested uh, active duty troops be uh, be used at vaccination centers when they get stood up across the country. Does the White House support that? Not request? a hard question. I did ask our team about this. You, okay. you or someone else may have asked about this the other day. And someone else asked about it, right. Here. One moment. That's a picture of a dinosaur. Nope. <laughs> uh, no, that's Thanks my shopping list. Lots yeah. to say about COVID. No doubt about it. Um, Not good at killing time. So, mm, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, let me, let me, let me um, talk to our team about it. You know, I know I've seen that request from FEMA. Obviously, part of our objective is ensuring that we have um, vaccinators on the ground. I know that's not what you're asking about, but also the ability <laughs> to move you materials it? and move vaccines. Um, so we are tapping into any resource we can, um, but it's more predominantly focused on kind of a health and medical core and that the ability to get those people into communities. Uh, but I will I will check with our team and get you something more specific. I'm not so sure she's going to get you something more specific, oh. but you can keep you can keep holding on for that answer. Yeah, because right at the beginning she said, "Oh yeah, I know you asked about that." Yeah, and she checked with her team. Yeah, and then she didn't have anything that written down that she had checked with her team. We want vaccinators on the ground. I know that's not what you're asking me about, <laughs> but I'll just throw that out there. This is this is what we're this is what's going on in this administration, well, but know, it's not a problem. Don't worry. Now, now that's the way the government. It's only works. eight days, Damien. Come on. I know. Let's so let's um, let's go to a couple other things you guys might want to see because and, and again this all goes. To, it doesn't matter. She doesn't have any information. She's not going to get asked about it. The press is not going to talk about it. None of the talk shows are going to talk about it. 
uh, like The View. You're not going to hear any segments on The View about, oh, have you been watching these press briefings? What, what, I mean, what's going on? If Katie McEnany did that, what do you think every every segment would be? How can she go in there unprepared? Is she slipping? Doesn't she know what these answers are? Isn't she briefed on these questions? We need answers. I mean, he's the only the leader of the free world, this guy. She's sitting there as his representative. She can't tell us? That's what you'd hear. Okay. But because because that's not the case, this is what you get on The View. Anna Navarro, who somehow finds her way onto TV. I don't know how she continues to, <laughs> but um, here she is. Roll it. The, can we just talk about the interior of Mar-a-Lago? I mean, it's like, what, bordello, vintage bordello look? And so, you know, he went down there to make nice with, uh, with, with Donald Trump because Donald Trump is threatening to open up a third party if Republicans don't continue kissing his ring, among other body parts. I think it's pathetic. I think, the, you know, I think it's white slavery, what I just witnessed from Kevin McCarthy. He looks like uh, he's owned by his master, and his master is Donald Trump. It is pathetic. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, so that there's the view. There's Anna Navarro. Wow. Uh, who obviously talks like that because she can't, she couldn't uh, talk about any real subjects. If there was someone who could ask her a real question, now Meghan McCain probably could. But, um, but no, this is what this is what you get. This is what passes as, as um, the host. I don't even know if she's a host or she's just a guest <laughs> or what the hell she is. I don't know. I don't watch the show. But but I did learn that uh, I I guess she knows what the inside of a bordello looks like. Who knew? <laughs> Now, again, I, I, I listen to these things and I try to say, just to flip it, if that was, it looked like white slavery, she said, like he's owned by his master. Now, could you imagine if, um, I, well, I don't even, I can't even come up with, if, if someone had said something like that, if it was Tim Scott or some African-American um, and someone had said that, what? But they get away with saying this stuff like that, and there's no pushback. There's no one talks about it. They don't get canceled. Her Twitter doesn't get suspended. The producer of the show doesn't say, you know, we we don't need that. You know, they don't tamp it down at all. They promote it. They think it's great. They eat it up. More of it. Let's get her back tomorrow. (laughs) Trash the former president. He's not even in office anymore. That's all right. I get him. We got to get them still. They can't let them go. They can't. They love them so much. That's what it is. It's, it, you know, they talk about that thin line, line between love and hate. That's where he sits. He owns real estate in all their heads still. Yep. And he's not saying a word. And it's driving them nuts. I, I think that I think that they're probably trying to see who can get him to react first. That's the next thing. Oh, oh will he talk about me? He's not talking about me. You let's know, go, let's go cut five G. Let's see how Jen Psaki did with some regular questions today. Oh, good. She's um, back. Here's one. She was asked uh, today in the press briefing room. Roll that. After Alexei Navalny was poisoned last summer, uh, then candidate Biden said there was no doubt that the Kremlin uh, was uh, responsible for his poisoning. And he vowed to, quote, hold the Putin regime accountable. Uh, this week, you told us uh, that the president conveyed his concerns to uh, President Putin but he hasn't yet taken any action to hold uh, Russia accountable. So uh, I wonder, does President Biden hold President Putin directly responsible for the poisoning of Alexei Navalny? And if so, why hasn't he yet taken sanctions action 
uh, to punish Russia for its actions? Well, first, uh, the president uh, spoke with President Putin earlier this week, as you know, and he did not hold back in his concerns about a number of the um, uh, Well, we, would know, we wouldn't know that of, because the call uh, hasn't yeah. been leaked yet. The call hasn't been leaked like if it was Trump. So we, we would take your word for it. Didn't hold back. Well, we see him talk in front of the cameras. We can just ima- yeah. can you imagine what "didn't hold back" means? Right. I mean, Putin's probably going. You know, I, I do need that translator because I have no idea what the hell this guy's saying. Go ahead. Of the Kremlin and of the Russian government. Uh, but there is a review underway uh, that we have spoken about a bit in here uh, by our national security team, and we'll let that review uh, carry forward. That includes the solar winds breach. It includes the poisoning of Alexei Navalny. It includes uh, the, um, uh, the, the, I'm kind of losing my thought here, but um, it includes a number of steps, um, a number of concerning actions they've taken. We want that review to uh, to carry forward and to be completed. And the president always reserves the right to respond in the manner of his choosing and at the time of his choosing. Does he hold President Putin responsible for the attempted assassination of Alexei We're going to let the review carry forward, and then I'm sure we'll have more to say <laughs> about it at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to answer that. How dare you ask me a question like that? This is not the, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about when Trump was in office, they can, um, they could say what they want. You, you, you couldn't get more transparency. You, when you ask questions, you got answers. You may not have liked them. They certainly didn't like them. They were combative. They did everything they could to get them every day, get her every day. In their little cabal there, they used to get together. When are you going to ask her? What are you going to ask her? Let's get her. Get her on this. Get her on that. Get her on this. And she stood up there. Boom. Hit the tab. Whatever they were asked for, gave you an answer. She, she's leaning on. It's, look at her body language. She's leaning on the thing. and like It's like a, it's just like a big, uh, you know, whatever. If I can t- give you some information here, I will. If not, don't, don't, don't ask me too hard questions here. I'm, I'm Jen Pisaki. The P is silent. And I work for... Uh, Joe Biden, don't 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 get crazy here with me. You 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 guys are you minions. We're lucky we leave you. We let you in the room. I mean, could you imagine if this was what they were getting from from Kaylee McEnany? Goodness, it would be they she'd be savaged every day. I don't care if it is nine days in, eight days in, whatever the hell it is. That's enough. Yeah, look what they did to Sean Spicer the first. Uh, you know how oh. how many weeks did he last? He didn't last too long. What'd you say was good, G? Well, we don't have time anymore, so we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll do some sports when we get back. Uh, maybe we'll do a little more news live from Studio 6B. I got a bunch of stuff I didn't even get to here, uh, including this uh, article in The Hill. Uh, hello? Hello? Republicans? Hello? Lawmakers introduced legislation to massively expand mail-in voting. Anybody, anybody there? Any, anybody there? I saw Ted Cruz on with John Solomon on Hold the Line Thursday night. Fantastic. Mr. Solomon did a fantastic job. It was a great hour. And I see Ted Cruz there and there. He's in the fight as he always is. He's aware of, you know, the things they, is there anybody else with him? I wonder, is there, I mean, Gates is out there in Wyoming. Where's everybody else? I know Adam Kinzinger's not there. I know Liz Cheney's not there. I know Collins and Murkowski and and, uh, Romney aren't there. But um, can we get into can we get into the game on some of this stuff? Maybe, possibly. The Vote at Home Act—that's what it's called. They got such nice names as they try to destroy the country. 
right, 13 till the hour, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday. It's been a good week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, let's do some sports here with Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D, just NCAA. One game tonight in men's basketball. Good one. Number seven, Iowa right now leads number 19, Illinois. The S is silent. Uh, 39 to 38. <laughs> hey, you finally figured that one out. You're doing the there. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Right. And, uh, and NHL action right now. Blue Jackets are up 2-1 to one over the Blackhawks at, its, at the end of the second period. Just a couple of quick NBA scores. I know Big D got other stuff to get to. But the Knicks with a big one tonight. They're leading the Cavaliers 100-80. to 80, And that's with about two minutes to go in the fourth. Safe to say, the Knicks are going to take that one home. Um, is and, that their uh, first win of the year? Space <laughs> First or second, uh, and the uh, Charlotte Hornets right now, uh, they, they beat the uh, Pacers tonight, 108 to 105. Um, Sixes are in a tight one tonight, so we'll see we'll see what happens there uh, with Philadelphia right now with the Timberwolves. They're in the third quarter. Sixes are up by three. And uh, Clippers continue to lead the Magic by four, and that's also in the third. Oh, the and- Knicks are only 8 and 11 on the year, so they're only three games under 500. So not yeah, sucking not bad. as bad as... You know, the Knicks have usually sucked. But so they, didn't only... pull, they didn't pull a trade off like their neighbors over there in Brooklyn, boy. They, the Brooklyn Nets are going to well, be yeah. a tough one. Woo-hoo. Uh, okay, and uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We're going to get into it heavily next week. You know, we got about eight days to go, and then uh, it's going to be Tampa Brady uh, at home hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, those dynamic Chiefs. And right now, uh, Big D, a better place, a $2.3 million wager on yes. Super Bowl underdog Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, to I cover. did. Yes, I did. Yeah, ESPN's Dave Purdom reported the largest reported bet on Super Bowl 55 so far is on the dog, the Tampa Bay Bucks. On Thursday night, a better Nevada placed a $2.3 million wager on the Bucks. He's getting two, three and a half points and uh, with sportsbook uh, bet MGM. If Tampa covers the spread against the Kansas City Chiefs, the better would win a net of $2 million. Bucks. According to company spokesman Alicia Richardson, the bet was placed on BetMGM's mobile app. Imagine the guys on a mobile app placing a $2.3 million bet. And is the largest Super Bowl wager any U.S. sportsbook has recorded as of this morning. Uh, with the bulk of the early action having been on the favored Chiefs, the big wager on the Bucks was a welcome sight for BetMGM. Sure. All they want is equal action on both sides in the end. They don't care. Absolutely. They just want equal action on both sides. And by the way, uh, Kansas City opened three and a half, and even with that size bet on New England, the line has come down to three. And that's, so that just shows you how much money is coming in on Kansas City. Yeah. Because with that amount, with a $2.3 million bet on the dog, the line's still moving in their direction, which means a lot of money's coming in on Kansas City, which is to be expected. They're the defending champs. So uh, I think that line's going to slide on the three day. I think it's going to be a two, two and a half. I mean, I just think so many people are enamored with Brady, and maybe some people are betting with their hearts I rather than their heads. I think that's too much exposure for the books to take if it slides to two and a half. I, can't, ima- I can't imagine it would. They're going to stay hard at three, you They're think? not going to lose it on a field goal. They'll push on a field goal. Yeah. They'd love to be at a – yeah, a push would be <laughs> – that's for the house. And just one more big D, and uh, Rick did comment earlier. want to know if we had a death, and we did have a death in sports uh, earlier today. Temple legend, Hall of Fame basketball coach John Chaney passed away today at 89 years old. Mike Jensen of the Philadelphia Inquirer has confirmed that legendary Temple Owls coach and Hall of Famer John Chaney had passed away. Chaney guided Temple to five Elite Eight appearances and 17 NCAA tournaments while serving as 
as the program's coach from 1982 through 2006. Boy, I feel like I just saw him coaching yesterday. I can't believe he's been 14 years. Um, uh, and uh, according to the NCAA's official website, Chaney sits 22nd all-time among Division I coaches with 741 victories. He was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball of Fame in, Hall of Fame in 2001 and the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006. So rest in peace to a legend. I'm sure there's a lot of old great uh, owls that are in the NBA and some that have even retired that are going to definitely miss uh, miss the old coach there. He was yeah, a great day. He was a great coach. Had great programs at Temple, which obviously was a you know you know not a huge not a huge school, good school. Obviously, academically great school, but for sports, he was always competing with better schools. But he always ran a great program. Yep. He was a great coach, so that's too bad. Uh, all right, what else in sports, or is that it, Rick? That's a wrap, Big D. We'll see you next week with all the Super Bowl action. All Super right. Bowl week. All right, very good. Super Bowl week is next week. We'll be excited about that. We'll make our picks on Friday. Uh, let's do a little more news here with Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? All right. Well, there's still a, a bunch of things happening that uh, you know we haven't had a chance to get to, like you were saying, regarding um, not only the thing going on with uh, GameStop and other things happening in the news, and I just lost my computer. Dang it. Oh, there it is. Um, This one comes from, again, Just the News, uh, which has got some great stories coming out. Uh, GOP lawmaker, check this out. There are legitimate conversations taking place about taxing the amount of miles you drive. Yeah, well, that's that's from Buttigieg. Yeah. Sure. New York Republican Representative Tom Reed, co-chair of the House Problem Solvers Caucus, said there are legitimate conversations taking place among members of Congress about implementing a vehicle miles travel. Yeah. Uh, travel tax VMT system tax. that would charge charge drivers for the number of miles they travel as a way to fund large-scale infrastructure uh, bills. Sure. The, what do you all think about that? It's terrible. But, oh, no, they're not going to raise your taxes. Of course they are. Incoming uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg floated the idea of a VMT system last week as the Biden administration prepares infrastructure legislation valued at about, oh, just $1 trillion. He said, in the long term, we need to bear in mind also that vehicles become more efficient as we pursue electrification. Sooner or later, there will be questions about whether the gas tax can be effective at all. Mm-hmm. Reed, a member of the Ways and Means Committee as well, was asked if he thinks taxes will go up to pay for the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. There's an appetite on the left for the fair share argument and raising revenue. So I think that's going to be part of the conversation, Reed said, during the discussion. Uh, The gas tax, I still don't see a gas tax increase on the horizon. Maybe an inflationary raise there. That could be something that maybe gets folks together. But there's other revenue increases out there. You've got to think about infrastructure over the horizon, uh, Reed said. As we go to driverless cars, VMT, vehicle miles travel, the whole electronic vehicle, uh, how are you going to use, you know, how you're using the fee based on that model? There's legitimate conversations happening on how to take care of that revenue that could be included in the conversation. And sure. again, I make this point about, you know, whenever they use that word revenue, it's not revenue, it's taxes. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. All these people who have never worked in the private sector trying to get their dirty, grubby hands in your pocket in any way they can. They could never be able to tax you enough. They'll never be able to take enough. They'll never be able to spend enough. Tax, borrow, spend. That's all. Doesn't matter where it comes from. They'll come up with new tax, taxing, uh, un- unrealized gains is on the table. Table now this uh, is on the table now everything is on the table and it will never be enough for them no 
Because, well, well, you, you know, you've already heard, you know, Biden was talking about repealing the Trump tax cuts. So your taxes will go up there. The taxes that the uh, corporations pay, those will go up. And we all know corporations don't pay taxes. You do because you're the customer. So they pass th- that tax increase on to you in the form of higher uh, prices for uh, goods and services. It's just it's just the way it works. And that's what's going to happen here. They're just going to keep finding different ways of getting into your pocket, getting into your bank account, and uh, taking it from you, whether you want it to or not. Were you saying something, Fran? I said when that VMT goes into effect, I'll start working from home. Yeah, as as a lot of people probably yeah. will. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, I mean, and that's Fran's a good example. Fran's. I don't know where Fran is politically. He's not over where we are, but I don't know where he is. But I'm over if you it. get if you get that response from Fran, who's, I don't know, would you call yourself politically agnostic? Yeah, that's a good way to say it. You hate I all of them, right? All of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's right the response it. you get. I'll just going to work from home. Well, you're going to get that from, um, but they don't care. They just, uh, Fran, find Fran don't, what'd you say? Rick? They'll find another way to tax us. Ex- you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. They, they will find, oh, you're working from home? There's a work at home tax. Guess what? the monarchy of joe biden another week all right as always we salute our military active and active police firefighters first responders emts everybody on the front lines thanks everybody on the show thanks g thanks fran thanks rick thanks paul thanks rick most of all thanks to you the live from studio 6b audience have a great weekend keep it in the fight fight for liberty begins again monday night 8 p.m we'll be here we'll see you then